Hello and welcome. All right, I want to get right into it. This is a little bit of a different video, but it felt important to make. So I came across this news story the other day. Apparently there's some woman in Korea named Jung Yoo Jung. And this young woman, 23 years old, killed someone, quote unquote, out of curiosity. Okay, and the headline ran something like woman obsessed with true crime, you know, kills woman out of curiosity. So that got my attention because obviously the reason for the headline is that they were trying to say that the reason why she killed this person aside from curiosity is because she watched true crime. So I read the article. And the article actually doesn't go much into the supposed obsession with true crime. So I don't know why, since they led with that, why did they leave out all the details, at least the article that I read. So I don't know exactly what her consuming habits were, but it did get me thinking. So how much of what we consume affects our behavior and how much does it matter? Now I'm a believer that it does matter I'm not one of those people that says, oh, you know, you can just watch whatever you want. That has no effect on anything. I don't believe that. I do believe that violent video games, you know, violent television shows, violent movies, watching the news all day, watching Fox News all day, these types of things do have an effect on our psyche. But I don't believe that it's just the shows themselves that are the problem. It's a mat it's sort of like saying words, specific words can affect your destiny. Like if you're always saying things like, oh, nothing ever turns out right for me or, oh, you know, um, something is a pain in the neck and you say that all the time. Like there's been studies that show if you say that often enough and you're a very somatic person, somatic person, meaning that the things that you feel easily register in your body over time for sure that can have an effect if you're always doubting things if you're always saying what a loser you are all these things do matter but what matters more than the words in fact what actually matters is not so much the words but the intent behind them so when you say god i'm such a loser like nothing ever turns out right for me and you mean it then of course it has an effect but sometimes somebody could say that sarcastically, or they could be saying, you know, something like that to be falsely humble, but inside they're thinking, God, I nailed it. <laughs> and you say, oh, you know, I, you know, I screw that up. It's not such a big deal. You're saying that, but that's not what you actually mean. In that case, the words are not so much what's powerful as your intent. So deep down, you believe that you are the shit, but you don't want people to get angry so you pretend to be humble and so maybe you put down what you and i don't think it's a good idea to put down what you do but what's important is what you really believe so if you really believe that you are the shit, but you don't want people to be upset so you you know you tone it down then what actually matters is how you feel so whatever you're consuming what matters is what are you thinking when you're watching it? How are you engaging with it? What are the thoughts that are going into your mind that you're letting grow? There's a Buddhist principle about seeds, seeds in the heart. And what it says basically is that 
we all have good and bad seeds in our hearts. And I truly believe that 100%. That's why I do so much on the light and the dark. I believe that we are both. So we have these seeds and any of the seeds can be nurtured depending upon how we nurture them. So if you plant a seed in the ground and then do nothing with it, you don't water the ground, you know, you don't nurture the soil, you dig it up and toss it around, whatever. If you don't treat it right, it's not going to turn into anything. But if you nurture it and you care for it and you cultivate that land, then the seed will grow to its full maturation. So the same is true with the seeds in our hearts. So for example, if you are watching, let's say true crime, and what you're thinking while you're watching it is, wow, that sucks that that happened to that person. I'm going to make sure I lock my door so that nothing like that ever happens to me. Or, oh, I'm going to make sure I'm not overly trusting. Like I see that these are the red flags that that person missed. So I'm going to make sure I'm not overly gullible when I'm dealing with people, whatever. So you're having a dialogue with the show, but the dialogue itself is constructive. You're taking something away from it that's benefiting you in your life. If on the other hand, like this young Jung Soo person, Jung Yu Jung, sorry. <laughs> if you're like her and what you're saying is, hmm, murder, that looks cool. Wonder how it'd feel to do that. And then you let that seed grow and you say it over and over again and you're nurturing this, this morbid curiosity, then that's what you're going to get. <laughs> Right? So that's the first point. So I don't believe that it doesn't matter. It does matter what you consume, but what matters more is your intent behind it and the dialogue that you're having with the program while you're watching it. The second thing that matters is what else are you doing in your life? Right? So it's, it's like diet. So you can be on a diet and you can be super strict and you can only have lettuce and chicken breast, you know, dried up chicken breast or whatever and lose weight. The problem is that's not really sustainable. Eventually you're going to want something else. Or you can have a nice balanced diet where you have, you know, you have chicken, you have vegetables, you have fruits, you have occasional desserts, you have a glass of wine occasionally. You know, you have a very balanced diet. You don't overconsume, you don't underconsume. If you do these practices on a regular basis, you won't really have to worry about your, your diet or your weight or your health because you're making sure that everything is included. You're not over consuming. You're not under consuming. You're not obsessed with anything. You, you don't have cravings. You can, you know, drop any, you can not have dessert and not go into a panic. If you don't have sugar for a week, you barely notice you're not addicted to anything, you know, that kind of thing. If you're in that condition, you're in really good shape. Right. The problem is, is that, well, in terms of diet, our American diet doesn't lend itself to that. Our American diet is very addictive because sugar is added to everything. And that's a whole nother topic. So the likelihood that you are living with some sort of addiction is very high. <laughs> so that's why people need to go on these specialty diets in order to counteract that. But the general principle is if you have balance in your life, you're in good shape. So if you do like to watch true crime and you enjoy that, it's all fine. What else are you watching? <laughs> if you only watch true crime, maybe you have an issue, right? Why are you, why are you this obsessed with true crime? Whatever. So the reason also why I was interested in the story is, well, what about me? Well, I review horror movies. So 
what do I think? Am I in the wrong for watching horror movies? Am I going to turn into a psychopath? Am I going to need, you know, an exorcism at some point because I watch horror films? I don't think so <laughs> because otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. But I think that the reasons are because A, I don't watch horror every day or even every week necessarily. I may, when I review a movie, I do watch it obviously. So for that week I watch it, but that's usually the only thing that I'm consuming that would qualify as horror. And also the reason why I like, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason why I like horror is not because I get kicks out of seeing people die or be fearful. The reason why I personally like to watch it is because horror films and the ones that I like, the ones that are intelligent, the ones that are talking about like family dynamics, relationship dynamics, where that kind of stuff is weaved into the story. It's not just slasher. Like I don't really like those because I think they're just simple-minded. I don't think they have a whole lot to say usually. Um, but intelligent horror does. Intelligent horror presents to us things that we fear, things that we are afraid of, our worst possible case scenario. And it shows us, it shows us through watching the people that have to deal with this you know, what do you think about this? What is, like for example, one of my favorite horror movies is The Exorcist, the original The Exorcist. Now that movie is a mother's worst nightmare, right? Where something is, ha and Poltergeist, another one. Uh, somebody sent me the other day a, a photo shoot or, or still, a photo still from the movie of, of Poltergeist. And the reason that movie is so powerful, the reason why The Exorcist is so powerful, is that it takes our worst case scenario where something is happening to your child, your baby, your youngest, your precious child, and some entity that you don't understand, that you can't control, that you don't know how to fight, is fighting to take your child from you. And it's like, that is every mother's worst, losing a child is every parent's worst nightmare. But certainly when it's something that you don't even understand and you've got to learn real quick what you're dealing with, right? You've got to band together with your family and with people that are willing to help you. And it's like, it's very exciting because it gets to the heart of, okay, what are we afraid of? We're afraid of losing our children. Okay, we're afraid of losing our children to something that we don't understand, which is the worst possible case scenario. And it's like watching somebody go through that and come out on the other side victorious, where it's like, what are you willing to do to save your child? You know, I don't care if it's the devil himself, no mother is going to turn their back on their child, right? And it's like seeing that and participating in that. And if you're watching movies like The Exorcist and Poltergeist, and that's what you're thinking, where it's like, yeah, you know, like you're identifying with that mother, you're identifying with that family pulling together and fighting this unknown, unseen, you know, threat that's threatening to, to shatter everything that you, you love, that you care about. It's like, then it can be like instructive and it can be motivating and it can be life affirming because at the end of those movies, they won, they got their family back. There was a price to pay, but they did it. 
And in both cases, the children didn't remember anything. And it's very metaphorical because everything that you go through as a parent, all the emotional upheaval and the ups and downs, and like your heart is literally living on the outside of your body when you have a child. It's like what happens to that child is happening to you. And there is nothing that can come between that. So when you're watching them be victorious and you're like, it's just so satisfying because it's like justifying, you know, is justifying the priorities that you have in your life and it's life affirming and it's motivating it's satisfying it's like watching the very worst happen to somebody else and seeing them be victorious deep down lets you know that all the stuff that you go through and the stuff that your children won't remember and that's what's so interesting about in exorcist and poltergeist that the kids don't remember anything it's like all the stuff that we go through as parents you know most of it the kids don't even remember it's not important to them or they're too young to remember we're the ones going through it all wondering how we're going to provide for them wondering how we're going to protect them you know wanting the best for them being worried about them all the time blah blah blah, blah. you know we're going through all this and they're happy as clams i don't even know what you're talking about they don't remember <laughs> all the ups and downs that you went through when you had to take them to the hospital when they were you know two three four years old whatever anyway the purpose of watching these movies is because it's instructional not instructional like how do i go out and be a psychopath how do i go out and kill people no if if that's your response then you have other things going on it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter what you watch but it does mean that how you are engaging with what you're watching matters and it's important for you to be honest with yourself about that so like people that watch porn all day right if you watch porn all day you will eventually come to think of women as things you will come to think you will come to deep down think that that stuff is real i remember having a conversation with somebody <laughs> who was talking about I think backdoor sex, right? And was like, oh, well, women enjoy that. I was like, oh no, he said, well, the women enjoy that, talking about porno movies. I'm like, and then it's like, there was a pause and he realized how stupid that was. <laughs> like, of course they look like they're enjoying it. That's why they're hired as actresses. They don't hire them to, to be miserable and to show them how, how painful and, and uh, you know, self-destructive this, this lifestyle is. They're, they're hired to present a fantasy. And as long as you see it as such, <laughs> as long as you're, you're watching it as sporadic, you probably won't have a problem. But if you spend day and night watching porn, that is going to affect your psyche. If you watch true crime day and night, it's going to affect your psyche. If you watch horror all day and all night, you just take it in as fact and you, you get it, you know, you get excited by it. You get curious about it like this uh, Jung Yu Jung person, then you're going down a dark path that you are going to suffer for and you're going to make other people suffer for it and now she has the rest of her life to sit in jail and wonder why she was so stupid so that's that so if, if you like horror if you like true crime if you like porn <laughs> it's all good just balance your diet right come into it proactively don't just allow stuff to just you know passively seep into your brain question it dialogue with it ask yourself what am i getting out of this what do i think about this you know how do i feel after i watch it if you feel agitated and and you know off you need to cut back or stop you know you need to be mindful and aware right and that's another thing self-development is a huge part of my life so when i'm not watching horror <laughs> 
the rest of my life is highly life affirming. It's, you know, I'm always watching motivational things, self-development things, you know, reading. I read every single day something motivational and self-development oriented. I meditate every day. So the rest of my life is highly, highly um, evolved. So, and the horror that I choose is intelligence. So the important thing for you, for me, is to ask yourself the hard questions. Don't be arrogant, be humble. Know that we are all capable of lots of good and lots of bad. The thing that makes the difference is how willing are you to critique yourself? You know, if you're full of ego and you think, oh, I have it all together, I would never do this, that, and the other, you're probably going to be the one that messes up because everybody is capable of everything. You just have to be humble, you have to be self-questioning, you have to be mindful, and then, you, then you're good. All right, so this is the last video I'm going to do for a while. And the reason being is that I am embarking on the path to mastery. So every week I've been showing my art and, and what's going on with my career. Well, I have really been inspired to go down the illustration route with my art. I'm still going to be selling fine art, but for a while I really need to focus and study on the illustration industry and to <clears throat> to train myself to enter that industry. It's it's a completely different thing from fine art. So I need the time to study. I've entered into a mentorship program, which I'm excited about, and a schooling program that I'm excited about. And one thing that's very important, what I said about you know the, the mind is that what we feed it matters and focus matters. So there's a time when we can play around and we can try all these different things like we do in college, like you take general ed and then eventually you have to specialize in something. And then when you go to grad school, you super have to specialize in something. Well, life is like that too. Like it's fine to dabble for a while, but if you really wanna get good at something, if you really wanna master something, there's just a period of of like being a monk almost like going into the nunnery you know like there's a point where you have to like enlist and you have to submit yourself to the process of learning and so making youtube videos watching movies to critique editing the all that stuff takes a lot of time that i now need to devote to that so i'll definitely be back um i'm still reading queen of the damned so when i'm done with that i will come on and and continue on that saga. I don't know what's going to happen with the interview with the vampire. That's kind of what started all this. That's what I started my channel doing. And now with the writer strike, I mean, I don't know. Like it was already taking forever for October to get here when they were going to come back. Now I don't know when they're going to come back. <laughs> so, so in the meantime, I'm going to watch, you know, read the books and I'll, I'll do videos on those sporadically. But I have to stop the weekly production for now. I really so appreciate everyone who joined me for these and everyone who joins me in the future, no matter when you're watching this. And I'm so, so grateful for you and so grateful for the time that I had doing these. It's been so much fun. And again, I will be back, but sporadically. So wish me luck and uh, I will see you next time. All right, have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.